Hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I'm Donna Reish, your hostess and your teacher for How I Teach. I always like to start it out with welcome to another exciting episode because when my kids were little, they listened to story cassettes day and night, day and night, day and night. We didn't have a television for 20 years except um, VHS player with a uh, monitor. And so they listened and they listened and they listened. And one of the books on tape that they listened to, especially my three little boys um, who are now 30, 28 and 24, well, they listened to the Sugar Creek Gang. And every episode said, welcome to another exciting episode of the Sugar Creek Gang. So whenever I do my How I Teach, I always think, welcome to another exciting episode of How I Teach. Um, welcome. It is a joy to be with you today. And as always, I'm excited. You know that I'm always excited uh, to teach How I Teach Something. So let's start with housekeeping once again and um, make sure that I'm recording because it just made a little funny sound. Uh, it is recording, good. All right, so here we go. Um, you have two ways to listen, two ways to learn, two ways to watch. One is to watch on video, either at YouTube or at uh, Language Arts Lady blog. And if you watch, you will have in front of you the PowerPoint presentation. And so you can just follow along and see the lessons there and see all of the free content that I'm giving away with that episode, as well as um, see what I'm uh, explaining. If you listen on iTunes or another podcast provider, um, you can follow along with your teacher's notebook episode sheet. So I'm going to go to those right here now. They, they are PDFs. There's one available for every episode. And they have free lesson sheets in them for you to print off and use with your students. So I call them teacher's notebook episode sheets because you can grab these, put them in your notebook and have them uh, that go along with each episode. But then you also can um, print some of them to use with your students. And you'll see that how that happens when I go through here. And so with this, as I'm scrolling, you'll see these are full page uh, lesson sheets that come from some of my books. And that is what I teach you from is from the books and curriculum materials that I have written that are now at Character Inc. If you are a homeschooler and want some print, I mean, some longer books, uh, full, full year language arts books, full semester writing books, or at Language Arts Lady blog or Teachers Pay Teachers for all of my small lessons, so to speak, small, uh, being from uh, one week up to one month. So if you go to the back of your teacher's notebook, you have some back matter, and this tells you how you can get your sheets. So I'm going to go on over to the PowerPoint, and the PowerPoint is simply the teacher's notebook um, in half page format. So here we go. So how I teach with the language arts lady episode number 15 is from right on Mowgli. Um, it's actually now called right for a month Mowgli. And uh, either way, it is a one month downloadable writing book. Level three means that it is sixth, seventh and eighth grade. As always, I will explain in this episode how you can make it easier for younger kids or make it more challenging for older kids. 
this lesson is called the very short descriptive quote unquote story for junior high. And we call it a story because the focus is really not, we call it story in quotation marks because the focus is not really on the story part. The focus is on the description part. And so it is very short in that it is only two paragraphs long. Now, a lot of people equate length with difficulty. And so they would say, well, you know, my second grader can write two paragraphs. So this would be too easy for a junior high student or even a high school student. Um, but that is not really always the case. You cannot equate length of an assignment with the level or the difficulty of the assignment. Now, that is one of the factors that you'll hear me discuss when I try to increase a difficulty or decrease a difficulty for you on a How I Teach episode. But that's only one of many aspects when it comes to difficulty level, right? And you'll hear me talk all the time about having all of the skills necessary in order to complete that project. You hear me talk all the time about, um, you know, the elements that we have in that project, the whether they are, you know, story writing elements or research elements or essay writing elements, paragraph formation elements, all of those things. And so you hear me talk about those and those are things that increase or decrease the difficulty as well. So length is just a small fraction of it. And in this case, it's very unimportant because it's actually the difficulty of what the student is being asked to do that comes into play for making a two paragraph project, something that is appropriate for sixth, seventh, eighth, and even ninth and 10th graders. So here we go with Mowgli. If you remember right, my Write for a Month books, there are 40 of them. They're one month each. So there's Mowgli, Peter Pan, Beauty and the Beast, Dumbo, uh, Slinky Dog, Christmas Friends, Tools and Tricks. Um, and they are, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody there. Um, and they are, there are five levels of each one. So this is uh, level three. And that is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. All right. So as always, without sounding totally redundant, which I know I do, um, in each episode, but we start with the expectations, right? We tell the student what is going to be expected of them. So I'm looking at lesson two, two paragraph original description at the top of your teacher's notebook page, if that's where you're at. And then it says describing a jungle with five senses. And of course this comes from Mowgli and Mowgli was in a jungle. So the cool thing about the um, Write for a Month books is that they're based on original books that were written before, um, copyright. So before 1925, I believe it was. And then, of course, now there are books and movies and so forth made of them. But they're commonly known to students because of like the Disney books, the Disney books and movies that have been made about them. So usually kids know something about them and that makes them super fun to write from. It's one of the real pluses of the Write for a Month series is that kids usually know, like they've heard about Peter Pan, they've heard of Beauty and the Beast, they've heard of Dumbo, they've heard of Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella, Snow White, um, all of those um, fairy tale characters. Um, so this is the overview box and it tells what the whole project is about. So the next, pa next page or the bottom of your box, if you're in your teacher's notebook, says this overview box, which is provided at the beginning of each project, is here to give students and teachers an advanced look at the entire composition assignment. Each step of each lesson is assigned in detail throughout the week. And this is a one week project. So that means that this shows the kids what they will be doing the whole project. Some of my projects are two weeks long, 
some are one week long. These books have three, two to four projects in them of one to two weeks each. So when I go over this box with my students, I'm giving them the expectations. I'm telling them this is what we are going to be doing. And this is what will be expected of you in parenting in our parenting seminars. We call those expectation explanations. So these are the things that are going to be expected of you. Now, that doesn't mean that you're doing them all now. This box just shows you what you will be doing and the assignments are given throughout the lesson. Um, so they usually bring their highlighter along with them and we come through the expectations together verbally and then making margin notes and highlighting and so forth. So you'll be writing a two paragraph story slash description of a description about a jungle using all five sense senses. It's a little bit redundant. All right, two paragraph description of a jungle. You will use all five senses to describe the jungle. Sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. Roman numeral two, everybody will do two paragraphs. Roman numeral three, basic students, that is the, uh, the um, younger set of students or students who have not written as much. Um, and that can be adjusted per project. Like if they're better at research, they might be extension on a research project, but basic on a story writing project. So always make things fit each student. Basic students will write five to seven sentences in each paragraph and extension students will write seven to nine sentences in each of their two descriptive paragraphs. Okay, back up to Roman numeral four, there will not be a separate opening paragraph. Um, you've probably heard me talk in um, previous episodes, this is episode 15, but in previous episodes, I've talked about how we add an opening paragraph and a closing paragraph to research writing that is informative using sources or to essay writing. But when it comes to story writing, everything is woven in from the beginning. And you can catch, I actually talked about that in great detail in episode 14, first person essay writing, you are the character. So you can catch more about that uh, later, but they will not write a separate opening and a separate closing. And then there are other skills they're going to learn, designing, describing a jungle, brainstorming their senses, metaphors, word associations, active verbs versus passive verbs. All of this will be in here because, all right, I'll say it again. We give the students the tools for what we want them to do. We teach them, we give them skills. We don't give them ideas. We don't give them an assignment and hope they know how to do all the things that are involved in completing that assignment. We give them the tools. So here we go. And of course, all right, I'll rant a little bit more. We give them a sample. We give them a sample because they can see what's expected. They learn from samples. They get excited by samples. Um, and I teach from samples. So I, uh, the first thing they do is read the jungle description sample provided. And then we talk about it. So here we go. The first thing I felt was the overwhelming humidity. My lungs fought the resistance of the air and I had to take deep breaths. As I stepped forward, I brushed aside leaves, vines, and branches. Water droplets flew everywhere and some landed on my skin. I glanced up at my surroundings and spotted a sea of green. Moisture dripped from everywhere. The falling droplets plinked against the leaves and plunked onto the ground. POBA, paragraph of body A. 
And now I'm going to move to the second paragraph, which is POB B, paragraph of body B. And I always differentiate that, especially with junior high and high school kids, um, that they have paragraphs of body, and then they have an opening and a closing in their research and essay writing. So POB B. Other sounds also began to reach my ears. I heard birds chirping and monkeys chattering. It sounded like a youth band warming up before a concert, each instrument tuning and bursting forth. Sometimes I got the sound of flapping wings and snapping twigs. Suddenly, the smells reached me. I smelled fruits, flowers, and wet leaves. My nose also took in the sharp aroma of cinnamon from some of the trees around me. I pulled a piece of fruit off of a low-hanging branch. I took a bite of it, and juice spilled onto the ground. It tasted like a sour pear. All right, so you can see why I said story in quotation marks, because they are having their first few moments in a jungle, okay? They, we want them to feel amazed. We want them to feel in awe, and they're not doing anything. So in that way, it's not a story with um, an action and um, you know obstacles and um, uh, ways to overcome the obstacles and resolutions and all of those things. Uh, that was actually taught um, a lot in episodes. Wow, oh, so many. <laughs> episode two, um, episode six, two, six, 10, 11, and 12. So yeah, lots of story writing projects in the books. Of course, they, story writing suits itself very well to writing about stories, right? But that's the nice thing about the Write for a Month books. They might do a research report about a jungle. They might do a description of a jungle. They might do uh, an, a first-person essay as a person, a certain character from a book. So there is so much possibility, right? Anytime you merge writing with literature, the world is just wide open to students. All right. So this is some of the things we go over after we read that together. Notice how the author did not spend time telling who the character is. Your focus for this description needs to be on the jungle you have chosen, not on the person in it. You only have two paragraphs between 10 and 18 sentences to describe the jungle with all five of your senses. You don't want to waste any of your precious sentences describing extra things. And this is where writing smaller assignments can be really challenging because it's hard to narrow down. Many of you are on my email list and you get my, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, mini Monday mail, <laughs> mini Monday mail. And it is about 100 words long. It's an email that just teaches you something about language, arts or writing or grammar or usage or spelling or something. Uh, all kinds of things that have to do with language arts lady. And it's hard to write a few words. It's hard to write small. And so this is actually a very difficult challenge for most kids. Notice that this is not a story in the sense of a plot characters obstacles. And I just told you about that. And notice how the author did not rely on being or linking verbs. And that's going to be part of the lesson. Okay. We don't just tell them, Hey kids, don't forget. You want to be sure that you don't use very many being and linking verbs. And they're like, uh, you want to refresh me on those being and linking verbs. And, um, 
what should I use instead? And so we're just going to teach them all, teach it all to them because we want them to have success. So you'll have your person actually walking, traipsing, stopping, starting, hearing, smelling, pulling, just like the sample story. Okay, so then they choose their jungle, they research it and write a short description on the lines provided. So they're choosing which jungle that they are going to describe. All right, now we're gonna move into brainstorming. And I've spoken about brainstorming at length in previous episodes, and there's like wide open brainstorming. And then there is you know, specific brainstorming, what I call um, a targeted brainstorming or um, specific brainstorming, where they're actually told what each box, what they're to put in each box. Like in the story writing one, they were supposed to put uh, brainstorm their setting, brainstorm their obstacles, brainstorm their um, resolution and so forth. So um, brainstorming can take on many, you know, looks and many purposes. And we wanna use the brainstorming that will help them the most with the project at hand. So um, they're going to start brainstorming about, with the, about their senses here. Think of writing as a two-step process. Step one is imagining your jungle. And step two is describing that jungle to the reader. Brainstorming and outlining lines will be times that you can be creative and imagine your jungle. During the writing portion, you'll be focused on how to describe the jungle because the thinking part of what will be over. So we use brainstorming to think of the what and we use the writing to do the how. So the first thing we're asking the students to do here is to think about what they would see. Close their eyes, imagine looking around, what do they see? And as uh, Joshua actually is uh, my son and he wrote a lot of the story writing and creative writing projects and books throughout the last 20 years with me. And as he puts it, what do you see that takes your breath away? So then they're going to brainstorm 10 things that they would see in their first few moments of the jungle that they've chosen, okay? Now we always tell them you don't have to include it all, but you want to write as many things down as you can. I always tell students you want a lot to choose from because you wanna have a lot and then choose the best, right? And that will be what you include. In addition to what you can see, I'm at the page, um, sorry for those of you who are listening, I always forget to tell you where I'm at, writing to all senses, B2. In addition to what you can see, you want to include the other senses as well. Imagine what your jungle smells like, feels like, tastes like, or sounds like. Some jungles will emphasize one sense over another. And then Joshua talked about a Michael Creighton book, Micro, um, which is a very great descriptive book um, uh, that I read after Joshua told me about it. But in this book, uh, Creighton was describing tiny humans in a microscopic world. While there were many amazing descriptions of what the people saw, it was the smells that were the most memorable. He described the thick, rich smells of insect and plant pheromones the silent language of the microscopic world. So let's move on to the other senses for B2. 10 things that you might notice with one of your other senses besides your sight. All right, then as I mentioned earlier, we're gonna give them all the tools for these two short paragraphs. It's They are going to be packed just like the samples were packed. So they're going to have in them everything that uh, we ask them to include um, that we teach them how to do. And of course, this will help them um, 
be more descriptive because these are descriptive elements. So the next one is lesson C, metaphors. And um, this is a lesson here teaching uh, sim similes and metaphors. And um, then we go into the pat and the sample. Um, so there's a lot of teaching there about similes and metaphors. And then we go into the sample because we teach from the samples. So it says in our sample box A1, there are two metaphors, though there are many other pieces of imagery and word associations throughout it. In paragraph of body A, we say a sea of green. And in POB B, we say it sounded like a youth band warming up before a concert, each instrument tuning and bursting forth. So what I, I always have my students with their highlighters, uh, we always work in our samples. And I taught about that the last couple of, well, last time, especially in unit and uh, hit 14, um, how we highlighted all of the first person pronouns because it was a first person project. And so in this one, we would go back into the sample and they would highlight the word sea of green and they would highlight it sounded like a youth band warming up before a concert. And then they would actually draw arrows to their margin and write um, metaphor beside sea of green and simile beside like a youth band. Okay, and so then we asked them to think of 10 amazing or fantastic things or moments in people's normal surroundings that you might be able to compare to something in your jungle. These can be comparisons for emotional impact or to help you describe something. Then there's an example. It was like the moment before a roller coaster begins its plummet. So um, at this point too, sometimes students, especially in junior high, now I'm talking about when you talk about moving this up to a ninth or 10th grade level, you could add a third paragraph if you want. Um, you could divide out and have them do X number of similes and X number of metaphors in the paper. You could increase the checklist challenge I don't know if this one has a checklist challenge. I don't think it does. You could increase the number of um, sites. You like be very specific. Like say you have to have, you know, at least three sites, three smells, three either hear or, or feel. Um, you could say two similes and two metaphors or one simile and one metaphor. Um, you, so you could increase the number of the descriptive elements that a student needs to have in order for it to be um, a higher level. And of course, another paragraph could also uh, make it a little higher level. Although I would be careful. I wouldn't just like add a ton of paragraphs to it because then all of a sudden they're gonna add action. They're gonna add obstacles. They're gonna add solution, resolutions. And um, then they're going to not focus on the descriptive elements. So this project is short just so, and doesn't have those other elements. So they do focus on the descriptive elements. So I'd be careful about lengthening it too much. For younger students, what you can do is um, you can have them, you know, do the first thing where they do the senses and you have them list one, you know, two sites, one smell, one feel, one touch, and you can help them find them. And then you can just have them not do uh, the similes or metaphors, or put 10 similes or metaphors on the board that compare something to a jungle and have them choose one that they put into their paper. So you'd be giving them the simile and metaphor in that case. So you can see it's very adaptable um, either way. 
All right, so now we're going to talk about amazing word associations. And um, there's a lesson there on it. And then I'm going to kind of go on down past that. That is talking about how scream has a certain connotation and a smile has a, the word smile has a certain connotation. Um, and how you want your words to be amazing or fantastic things, but you can't look up the words amazing or fantastic. And Joshua said, you can easily look up amazing and at the source and start using all kinds of synonyms like astonishing, astounding, remarkable, incredible, miraculous, mind blowing, mind boggling. But as he puts it, there's more far away from being a late night infomercial. And you want to teach students to be subtle. And those big words, those um, encompassing words, non-specific words are not subtle, right? So uh, we want them to use less obvious words. Um, if you describe something as flowing, you were doing more than just describing. The word flowing can convey beauty and symmetry. So I don't have to say the couple had the most mind-boggling, fantastic, astonishing dance in the history of mankind. I can just say they flowed across the room. So here we're going to have them find 25 words that are associated with something amazing or fantastic, but not ones that would say, um, you know, remarkable, astounding, astonishing, and especially think of something, words that will fit into their world. All right. And of course, we uh, want to teach passive versus active verbs. We said in the beginning that you only have two paragraphs. You don't want to use passive verbs. You want your uh, verbs to be forward motion. You want them to be your verbs to be action driven so that you keep your description moving and so that you don't constantly use a um, subject being helping or linking verb, BHL verb, adjective pattern like it was beautiful the trees are shiny, you know, that you have that uh, subject DHL verb and adjective pattern, right? We don't want, we want to use action verbs instead of those DHLs, instead of those is our am, was, and were, be, and being, and become verbs. So this is a lesson on that. And um, whenever we get those BHLs in there, it turns our sentences into passive and it teaches them how that happens there in that lesson. And then uh, it gives two examples, one with passive verbs and one with action verbs. So I'll just read those two. That is um, passive descriptions and then active descriptions paragraphs. The humidity was overwhelming. So uh, at this point, what I would do is I would have the kids highlight all the BHL verbs in this paragraph. So they would highlight was, were, 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 was, were, were in all those paragraphs. I mean, all those sentences. The humidity was overwhelming. There were leaves, vines, and branches. There were water droplets. Some water droplets were on my skin. Moisture was everywhere. There were birds and monkeys. There were smells like fruits, flowers, and wet leaves. Okay, so then they will see that the reason it sounded like that and it sounded so bland and dull and lifeless and flat is because it was just was, was, were, were. It was BHL verbs and then it listed things, right? So then for this one, they would highlight all the action verbs. So fought, 
uh, I'm in the active description paragraph, fought, stepped, brushed, flew, spotted, dripped, plinked, plunked, heard. Um, I'm just doing this off the top of my head here. I don't have them highlighted. Caught. Um, and my bar is covering that last, next last sentence. Pulled. Okay. So let me see if I can. Um, figure out what that last sentence is, even though it's covered. My lungs fought the on my screen. My lungs fought the resistance of the air. As I stepped forward, I brushed aside leaves, vines, and branches. Water droplets flew everywhere, and I spotted a sea of green. Moisture dripped from everything. The falling droplets plinked against the leaves and plunked onto the ground. I heard birds chipping and monkeys chattering. Sometimes I caught the sound of flapping wings and snapping twigs. My nose also took in the sharp aroma, I think that's what that said under there, of cinnamon from some of the trees around me. I pulled a piece of fruit off of a low-hanging branch. So again, sample, sample, samples, best way to teach. Okay, so after they have written um, their story, they're gonna do this lesson E, okay? So going back to the teach, practice, apply approach, we teach all the skills that are needed. They've been practicing, right? They've been highlighting the passive verbs. They've been highlighting the action verbs. They've been writing metaphors and similes. They have been uh, writing things that you see in a jungle. They've been writing things that you smell, feel, taste, and hear in a jungle. And then they're going to write, teach, and then practice, and now apply is the writing. And then this assignment is after you've written your story in assignment F, find and omit all of the following verbs that are used alone. So not being verbs used as helpers. Is, are, was, be, being, then, become. We always help them get rid of those. All right, then they write their story based on their lists. Paragraph one, paragraph two. All right, now this particular project, you probably heard me say that 95%, maybe even 98% of all of my projects have the checklist challenge in it. And um, when they do a short description like this, and we've already had them do it as they go, like you're gonna get your metaphors, you're gonna get your similes, you're gonna get your taste, feel, smell, hear, and, um, and see. You're going to um, get rid of your BHL verbs. You're gonna put your action verbs in. Well, that is in lieu of a checklist for this project. So for something like this, they would have already done everything that is needed to complete this project without going back through and circling all the verbs and so forth and doing and adding adjectives and adding sentence openers and things like that. Plus it's short enough that when you start doing a checklist challenge to a very a long a checklist challenge with a lot of sentence structure elements, compounds, complexes, all of those things in it, um, and you do it to a short writing, it can really start to sound artificial, right? Because they have such a small space to put those checklist challenges into, checklist challenge tasks, items into. And so then they end up having it be very um, laborious and it sounds like things were added to it. All right, so then they're going to write. And that is the end of the very short descriptive story with all five senses. So I'm gonna take you to the back matter for a minute here and just tell you a little bit about some of the freebies that are available and so forth.
If you're hopping off now because you've already heard it, I understand that. And I want to thank you so much for joining me. I would love for you to subscribe um, so that you get your updates every week and you'll get them in your inbox as well as your, you'll get the video or the audio, the teacher's notebook. Uh, you also start getting some Friday, Friday freebies pretty soon. And then you'll get that Monday mini mail that I just talked about a little bit ago, where I'm going to teach you a, a quick grammar skill or a quick spelling skill or something every Monday. Now, I am leaving for my first ever two-week vacation in two hours, actually, <laughs> right before I right after I record this and get loaded up. And so uh, there will not be any How I Teach for two weeks. So that will give you a chance in the beginning of the summer here to catch up on episodes one through 15. And you can find those by going to languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach. Um, all 15 will be there by the time you get this. And you can uh, go through with me essay writing, story writing, research writing, um, how to do the checklist challenge, how to uh, how to spelling, how to do spelling practices. Um, we've got Peter Pan, Mowgli, Dumbo. Um, who do we have there? Pinocchio, um, Goldilocks, Beauty and the Beast, um, Beauty and the Beast, Peter Pan, Dumbo, Beauty and the Beast, Mowgli. So we have a lot of fun projects for you to learn from. And also uh, you can subscribe. And while I'm away, you will actually get some things in your inbox. So uh, look forward to that. Don't forget uh, that there are free products available. There are 18 freebies in total, but these particular freebies here that are related to this episode, these are ones that have story writing in them. Um, Peter Pan 3, Mowgli 4, Peter Pan 5, and they not only have the books, but each one has a video of me teaching it to your student. So um, that is Phenomenal to have a teacher, a substitute for you, so you can take a little break. All right, and then here are some other projects that are related to this episode, some other story writing um, books that you can grab at my store, languageartsladystore.com, and eventually at my Teachers Pay Teacher store. The, here are the, the story writing, the meaningful composition one semester downloadable books now uh, that have story writing in them. And then we have our services online and in person. So create a class, hire a teacher, and private tutoring. Thank you for joining me for How I Teach with Language Arts Lady.